0: A flippant comment to one of my posts on situational awareness, seeing somebody get killed Friday night and realizing that 20 some people will leave their house today and not go home because they will be struck by a vehicle and killed. Those inspired today's show. Welcome to Coffee with Alan. I have a dad mug with me today because as a dad, as a parent, as a grandparent, We try to teach our kids how to be safe. And one of those early lessons that we teach kids, look both ways before you cross the street. Now, some people aren't learning this because there are actually places in the United States right now where you will get a ticket if you are texting or on your phone as you cross the street because people were walking out using their phones, getting hit by cars. Do we really need the government enacting laws? For something that our parents and grandparents taught us as kids, look both ways before you cross the street, it's happening. So let's back up a little bit. A couple days ago, a week or so ago, it wasn't that long, I posted a post about situational awareness and somebody commented underneath it, look both ways before you cross the street. Now, I don't know if they were being serious or if they were just being flippant and sort of a smart ass comment, because I do get those. Sometimes from people that are just jerks in nature and that's all they do on social media. Sometimes they're leftover followers from those two that were running the smear campaign against me. Regardless, I ignore those kind of comments. But it was interesting that the person wrote this comment, looked both ways before he crossed the street. Just before Friday evening, when I was coming home, And just not far from the house, literally blocks from the house on Brooks Avenue here in Missoula. For people that are familiar, I'm heading east down Brooks, and all of a sudden I'm right by the bank and the car wash, and the lights are flashing behind me. So I pull over, and a police officer goes zipping by. And then I, as I pull back out into traffic, because I only have a couple more blocks, and I'm turning down the street where my house is. I see that cop stopping. I was like, huh, what's going on? Then I see another police car that has the westbound traffic blocked. He's parked sideways, so nobody westbound two lanes can go through. But the eastbound two lanes are still open at the moment. And so I'm looking for the car accident that must have happened. And I don't see any crash cars as I'm driving by slowly. And then I notice... Several people working on an individual. You know, we got the police officers there with an individual laying in the middle of the westbound lanes. And I was like, oh shit, it was a pedestrian. Pedestrian was hit. And I turned off to go to where my home is on the residential street. I hear the ambulance coming. I have to pull over because one of the fire trucks is turning down and heading that way too. So I have to get out of the way of the fire truck. So I mean, I pulled over for two of the emergency vehicles. I mean, that's, it had just happened. So when I drove past the first two police cars were there, but the ambulance and the fire truck and stuff were still on their way. Read about it later. and, And that man was killed. An elderly gentleman, was driving the car. That's all the report said at that time. And he was cooperating with authorities. So that's all the articles would give at that time. And I don't know if they've updated those since, but it was a 44-year-old man killed, an elderly man driving hit him, was cooperating with the authorities. That's all you could find out so far. With that, I'm looking at, okay, what are the statistics on this? And that's when I found out that 20 people or more will get hit and killed by cars in the United States today. There was an article in 2023, not that old of an article, last summer actually, stating that pedestrian deaths were at an all-time 40-year high in the United States. Over 7,500 people killed the previous year by automobiles while they were walking. That's pretty crazy. Now, they are doing a lot of different things to try to prevent that speed limits, which then need to be enforced. And just on my street in this last year, because it surprised my daughter when she came home for Christmas, they put speed bump, you know, one of those big giant ones down at the sort of the other end of the street. And then at both ends, they put those plastic things that stick out into the road. They make people sort of slow down to take those kind of corners and such. And then they put a roundabout where their stop sign used to be, which people would blow through that stop sign and not stop. They put a roundabout there and then another little street and they put out those little plastic things out where people got to slow down, especially if you're passing a car. So they did all of this stuff on this stretch where I live to try to curb the speed because they were clocking people at over 60 miles an hour in a 25 mile an hour zone with a lot of kids. I used to walk my daughter down the street every Day to go to when she was going to school. You know, she went to an elementary school down the end of the street. And so we used to walk every day. And I remember one time seeing a deer killed down toward the other end of the street. A deer should never be hit and killed by a car in a 25 mile an hour zone. Whoever hit and killed that deer was driving way over 25 miles an hour and not paying attention. Luckily, it wasn't a child. So I'm all for doing things to try to prevent people from being killed especially when you got neighborhoods with young kids. However, we need to take personal responsibility for our own safety, something I preach all the time. I'll tell you this, you get in a fight with a car, the car is gonna win. It's just like your car gets in a fight with a train because you're on the railroad tracks or you're trying to beat the train, the train wins. We need to look out for our own safety. We need to look both ways and be careful when we're crossing the street. I don't know the situation the other night. I do know there's a Taco Bell on one side, and there's this really older, lower-cost hotel across the street. And it's a four-lane street with a middle one, so it's actually five lanes, um, Brooks. The speed limit there is 35. Often, people go a lot faster, and there's not much light right there. And it's a few blocks down before you get to a street light where you can actually cross with a crosswalk and, and lights and stuff to cross. So was this person crossing to or from the Taco Bell to go to that hotel or something because it was an easier way to go get a some meal or something from the hotel? Maybe, I don't know. But I do know it was very dark and there are no lights in that area. You can't assume that vehicles are going to see you and slow down and stop for you. You have to look out for yourself if you're going to cross a street, especially not where there's a crosswalk and lights. You need to be extra careful. So I I don't know what this gentleman was doing, but, you know, he lost his life crossing a street. I don't know what the elderly man was doing. I don't know what speed he was driving. I don't know if he was distracted. I don't know if it was just really dark and he couldn't see the guy. Because when I drove by, it looked like the guy on the ground that they were working on was in darker clothes. I don't know if it was dark blue or black or something. He he wasn't in bright clothes, though. So maybe it's just hard to see in that dark spot. I'm not sure. But I know that we need to take responsibility for our own safety. Now, I remember a guy years ago here in Missoula, and he was somewhere on the spectrum. You know, I, I don't know where I'm not a medical doctor, but I mean, he was. He was very intelligent book learning, but he did have problems socially because I remember different times where there are conflicts because of his social interactions with people on the university and so forth. But I remember he used to just walk straight out across the street and make cars slam on their brakes and stop because he had the right of way. It doesn't matter if you are right and you get hit, the car is going to win. It does you absolutely no good if you're in the hospital or dead because you were right. So we need to be careful and take after our own safety. I'm going to share a little bit more, but I want to say hello to some of the people that have been commenting. Richard's here. Good morning, Richard. I hope when I'm too old to drive, I have the wisdom to turn in my keys. Heartbreaking for elderly people and their families as well as the victims. I agree, Richard. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about it. He didn't know about it. And I said, yeah, I drove by right after it happened. And we were talking and we both agree that the man who hit that guy, and again, they just said elderly in the paper, which I don't know what that means, how old that might be. But I... I'm sure he feels absolutely terrible. And he's going to live with that terrible feeling and that guilt for the rest of his life. And and that's tragic for him and his family as well. There, There are no right or wrong or winners or anything in that situation. It's terrible for everyone. Dixon's here. Good morning, Dixon. Dixon says, I'm guilty of liking to drive a little fast, but usually no more than five miles per hour or so, not in excess of the 20 miles per hour more than the speed limit. And I will admit, I drive fast sometimes. When I was younger, I drove really fast, usually not through residential areas. It was, I like, you know, back Montana, I used to not have a speed limit. And way back when I was younger, when we, we before there was no speed limit, we had a $5 ticket speed limit. You literally could get pulled over, pay the $5 to the cop that pulled you over and have your receipt and be on the the way again, unless you were going so fast that he wrote you up for reckless or something like that. So, I mean, I like to drive fast and I have driven fast, but roads are more populated now than they were 30 years ago in different things. So we just, we have to be careful driving. We have to be careful as pedestrians. Evelyn's here. Good morning. Appreciate you being here. We all just have to be extra careful whenever we are driving. It's not just old people, but every one of us. And that is so true. Just this weekend, my daughter, she's home for Christmas break. She borrowed my wife's car to go to the gym. She's been doing that every day. One of the big intersections on that same street, Brooks, but a couple of miles farther down where Brooks and Russell crossed, She's on Russell. The light turns green. She said they all waited about three seconds. Then her and the other car started to go. The two cars on the other side started to come because it's four lane, two each way. And they're all starting to cross. And somebody from Brooks come barreling through, did not stop at the red light. They all slammed on their brakes and that car went through. Nobody was hit. She said it was closer to the cars coming this other way because of the direction the car was going. But she said it scared the heck out of her. And she said they all just sort of sat there looking and before the traffic started to go again. And I'm sure you've seen that. I've seen that. I mean, I stopped at a red light a couple of weeks ago and the car that was behind me come and past me and blew through the red light um, making all those cars that were starting to go stop. And it's like, wow. I mean, there are people out there that just disregard and so forth and we all have to be careful all the time. But when we're pedestrians, normally the cars stay on the road. So we have to be extra careful when we are in the road for whatever reason as pedestrians because we will lose that fight not always. We'll back up a few years. 1985, I was at Jump School, Fort Benning, North Carolina, or Fort Benning, Georgia. It was before I went to Bragg in North Carolina. So I was in Fort Benning, Georgia, Jump School, late night on a Friday night or a Saturday night. Might have been a Saturday night. Tim and I were walking back onto post. The reason we were walking is a different story for a different day, but we're in the grass on the right-hand shoulder, in the grass, walking toward the front gate of Fort Benning, and then we were going to go to the barracks and crash, and a lieutenant who was not drunk, we found out later, had not been drinking, but was tired, dozed off, come into the grass and hit Tim. And Tim and I are walking side by side. He was a little closer to the road. I'm, you know, we're just, you know, a little bit apart, shoulder to shoulder, talking, walking, and all of a sudden, boom, he got hit. And I can still remember to this day, his body just flipping through the air like a rag doll and landing over here in the ditch in the grass. I immediately sprinted to him. The car stopped. Now, this was 1985. We didn't have cell phones and stuff back then. I yelled at the driver, get the gate guard to call the ambulance, which he did. He went over to the gate immediately. They got the ambulance coming. I was at Tim. Tim was actually, I don't know if he was unconscious for a while, but when I got to him, he was starting to, he was like groggy and he wanted to get up. And I was like, no, we're just going to lay here for a minute. Here, talk to me, buddy. And no bleeding. And I couldn't see any disfigured, you know, like a broken bone or a compound fracture or anything. I mean, he was looking okay. And he wanted to get up, but I knew his head had been hit too. I was like, eh, let's just lay here and wait for the medics. Ambulance came. They put him on the board, taped him up, took him to the hospital to make sure everything was okay. He was okay. I mean, a badass, almost paratrooper. I mean, we were in jump school. A couple of weeks later, he was a badass paratrooper. They let him out the next day because that's, yeah, it was Saturday because he got out on Sunday, had a headache and a huge bruise on his leg. I mean, he actually hurt the car. This is an instance where he probably won because the car's windshield was sort of shattered and dented and they broke the antenna off that side of the car. Tim had a headache and a giant bruise and he finished jump school. He wasn't going to let that bruise. His leg was sore, but he's like, I'm not starting over. I'm finishing. And so he finished jump school. But again, we got a badass paratrooper in great shape. You know, he he was able to take that hit. That's unusual. Most of the time you're going to lose when you get hit by a car. And it's why we have to be extra careful. It's not just looking both ways, but it's being extra careful and never assuming someone's going to stop. They could be distracted for whatever reason, not see you. We have to take it upon ourselves to keep ourselves safe. We don't want to be one of the 20 a day getting killed in this country this year by automobiles. You go to some other countries and those numbers even jump up. That's what I got for you today. Sort of inspired by a flippant comment and seeing a terrible accident here in Missoula on Friday night. And like Richard said, it's going to affect the gentleman that hit him and that gentleman's family as well as one person lost his life and that person's friends and family. So it's terrible all the way around. And these things can be prevented by being a little bit more careful, looking both ways, having safe habits. Yes, it's inconvenient to walk a couple extra blocks, to cross the street in the light with the lights, with cars stopped. Sometimes safety and security are not convenient. But sometimes it's better for the inconvenience to ensure the safety and security. Go out. Make it a spectacular Sunday. We'll see you tomorrow.